Hello and welcome to episode 37 of Talking About My Generation, a pop culture podcast dedicated to children in the 80s, 90s, and even in the 21st century. If you're new to the show, welcome. On this podcast, we'll discuss movies, video games, and television shows that we grew up on. Uh, now, this particular episode here, it is going to be kind of special. Uh, I do actually have Eva and both TFG1 Mike here with us to do this podcast. Uh, Mike, I know you mentioned on the last one here about uh, why the number 37 is so special. Why don't you go ahead and talk about that for a second? <laughs> 37 in a row? <laughs> all right. Well, for those of you who haven't seen Clerks, first of all, stop the show. Yeah. Go right. find Clerks and watch the damn movie. <laughs> Yes. Uh, great. I have to confess, this was my first time watching it. So. Oh, Clerk's <laughs> Virgin. Kinda, oh, it, totally. And but as soon as that line came up, I cracked up. I immediately knew what the reference was. I'm like, oh, that's what it's all about. Okay, 37. Yep. Got it. That was uh, awesome. Uh, I love so, it. So, for those that don't know, um, and it's a good thing this show is tagged explicit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number 37 <laughs> in the Viewaskew universe references... How many times Veronica sucked a guy's dick? Yeah. <laughs> and it starts off with her and Dante. Dante Hicks is the main one of the main character one of the two main characters in the film. Starts off with him and her having a general boyfriend girlfriend discussion of how many people they slept with and blah 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 blah. And he has slept with 12 girls and she's only slept with three guys. Now, she is distinguishing sleeping with someone is actually having intercourse. Yeah. And he is distinguishing it as any kind of foreplay whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And she said, sure, I fooled around with guys. I went down on guys. It was no big deal. Mm-hmm. How many dicks have you sucked? <laughs> Something like 36. What? Something like 36? Does that include me? Um, 37. 37. I'm 37? <laughs> uh. Awesome. Oh, I love it. I love how the movie was like, there was really no plot. It just kind of progressed. Like, it's almost like a group of friends just kind of casually hanging out and just the hijinks that they get into, but it wasn't like scripted almost. It almost seemed like it wasn't even scripted. Do you guys know if it was scripted? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. It was very heavily scripted. Yeah. Kevin Smith wrote this uh, a long time ago. I mean, oh, man. He's, it's just... Yeah. He's brilliant. See, originally, he's originally, he was <laughs> originally, he was supposed to be Randall. Randall has all the good lines yes. in the film. Oh. And he's yes, he himself did. All lines. And yeah. come to realize that I don't have any acting of. Let me call up my buddy Jeff Anderson, and I'll take the silent <laughs> role. Um, I wondered about that because he does yeah. that so well, and I'm like, I wonder if he just is one of those that's just not comfortable with the, you know, the acting part of it, and he's just more kind of behind the scenes. I yeah, but, yeah. He, he but he created a role in Silent Bob that everyone grew to love because oh, he's awesome because Silent awesome. Bob when he is just there you know at some point in any of the Kevin Smith films that Silent Bob is in he's going to do something at some point oh totally yeah. oh yeah it just uh, was great how every scene he was like smoking and just kind of taking it all in except for the one scene towards the end when he tells 
and he was talking about, you know, no, you know, there's a lot of, you know, good chicks out there, really hot chicks, but not very many that would take you lasagna at work, dude. You know, it was yep. very cool how it was just that one line and then he walks off, you know, and it was just like, oh, this is brilliant. So I laughed my way through this and I could not believe because I've seen Mallrats. I've seen um, Chasing Amy. I've seen most of the other ones, uh, Dogma and How all of them. I've seen all of the other films yeah. except Clerks. <laughs> I have no idea. Please tell me you did no not idea. watch Clerks 2 before this. No, I've never seen Clerks 2 either. And I just, okay, it's one of those, good. I don't know why I missed those. I did not. Yeah, but I've seen all the other ones, and they were great. And I was just like, oh, this! Uh, how did I miss this? It's hilarious. Well, I think one of the reasons that you might have missed it, this was actually a very independent film that came out from Uh-oh. Miramax. Uh, Uh-oh. It was a black and white. A lot of people don't like yeah. black and white movies. Yeah. For yeah. this, I think it worked perfectly for this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, it, you know, it came out in 94. It was yeah. written by Kevin Smith. Uh, you know, obviously, as we mentioned, he shows up as Silent Bob. He's got his friend Jason Muse, who's in there, who plays as uh, Jay. Excuse me, Jay. Yes, oh, he's awesome. I love him. Oh, oh yeah, and you know, I mean, we just have so many characters. Brian O'Halloran is Dante Hicks. Uh, Jeff mm-hmm. Anderson is Randall Graves. Uh, mm-hmm. This he originally said he based this movie on Richard Linklater's Slacker, and it's just kind of you know him just doing stuff. They're just there. Yeah, and. Mm-hmm. You know, really, this is this is what the movie is about: is these two guys a day in the life of these two guys? Yes, yeah. it's oh, kind of like if you read, um, if you're, if any of any of the listeners are Marvel comics readers, and you're reading Hawkeye mm-hmm. by Matt Fraction, it's mm-hmm. kind of like that. Where Hawkeye by Fraction is uh, what what uh, Clint Barton does on his day offs when he's not being a superhero. So that's kind of what yeah. this is, like a day <laughs> yeah. in the life. It was um, awesome. I I immediately noticed the black and white, and I thought this is. I don't know if it was a budgeting thing or if that was just kind of the feel he wanted, kind of like a. Kevin I don't Smith. Think- well, like like Doug said, this was a very very into. This was so independent. He financed this twenty. I think it was twenty seven thousand dollars. He, <gasps> yeah. he did no, on his own credit cards or his parents. Oh credit cards. wow! Yeah, he oh. financed this all himself. Nice. Yeah, and uh, you know, it wrote it all. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was back in the day when, I mean, independent films are still big now. Obviously, mm-hmm. you have can every year and everything else, but like yeah. back then, it was really unheard of. Yeah, at least at least to me, it was about an independent film hitting as big as Clerks did. I mean, yes. I you know by '95 when Mallrats came out and '97 when Chasing Amy came out. I mean, it, it was by '97 when Amy came out. It was already a cult classic yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i don't know why i'd never thought to see it or never even heard of it oh. but it just i was just thinking about this 94 that's 20 years ago holy crap yep. Yep. so he's been around in the business for a very long time and he's you know really made a name for himself and i i like his style i like the way he writes and i'm i silent bob is great he's hilarious in his own way and it just I, I think that you can tell that all the characters really have a good time like shooting the movie. You can kinda of tell that you know, the chemistry there, the friendship oh, yeah. there. You know, and I like that. I look for that when I watch movies, especially ones like that, where you kinda of know a little bit of the history behind it and these people are you know, really friends in real life. But that was what struck me, it was like, like these guys look like they're having a blast and they're just shooting the shit and it, it didn't look scripted to me. It looked totally like 
yeah, like a day in the life. And it just, oh, it was so funny. I just, and of course, right off the bat, you know, seeing Jay talk about pussy and getting, you know, getting <laughs> weed and all that. I'm like, yep, yeah, here we go. You know, it just immediately brought me back to the familiarity from all the other films. And it was just great. It was endearing. I was like, I love Jay. <laughs> and the sad thing is, if you had started with this, Jay wouldn't get any until until he struck back. Yes. Yes, yes I saw that one too. Yes, with Boo Boo Kitty Fuck. That was classic. (laughs) (laughs) The sign on the back of the car said Critters of Hollywood, you dumb fuck. (laughs) Oh, my God. How is it that this guy, Kevin Smith, how is it that this man can create a film series that is so well-loved and ranks up there with any of the most quotable of quotable films. I mean, oh. every single line, um, at least one line from every movie is going to stick with you. Oh, oh yeah. And her fucking body fell out. <laughs> but one of my favorites from, from Clerks is, I'm not even supposed to be here today. He said that like in every that's, scene. That's I've Dante's mantra. I think I wrote that down too in my notes. The little things I had noticed, like the black cat hanging out on the counter. And then, <laughs> I'm not supposed to be here today. And just like, I loved how it all just came together. And like every customer he got in contact with, it was just like, you could just tell how much he hated the job, the facial expressions. And I loved Randall. He was great. Oh, oh, um, Randall, is, Randall steals the show. Oh, yeah. Totally does. And I, I loved how like everyone would like come by uh, Dante and ask him, you know, I mentioned the shoe polish thing. So that I was cracking up about that. It's funny. You smell like shoe polish. You know, it's yeah. just, Every little thing was just, it was so I cute. assure oh. you, we're open. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the sign at the beginning. What was it? When it uh, pans in on him, it says, uh, if you plan to shoplift, let us know. Thanks. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I cracked up, like, the first scene when I saw that sign. I was like, oh, this is going to be funny. It just, oh, I think I laughed every single scene. There was yes. something that, that, but I have to say, I'm going to interject with a what the fuck moment. The one what the fuck moment was kind of new in the beginning when Veronica came in and they were just kind of talking behind the counter or whatever. And then they're bent down, hiding from the customers, I presume. Mm-hmm. And he's painting her nails. I was like, um, okay. I thought it was weird. I was like, okay, they're there. He's supposed to be working and they're crouched down and he's painting her thinking about sex. I was just like, hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a little bit of a what the fuck for me because I've never had a guy paint my nails. So... It was a little noteworthy to me. I was just like, that's interesting. Um, okay. It was just a little minute detail, but it was just it, one of those it like, speaks huh. to the, it, Well, it, it speaks to Dante's character because Dante is a character that cannot or will not, whether by his own means or other means, will not change his station in life. And that's kind of the point later where yeah. Randall, thinks, Randall thinks he's helping Dante by... Mm forcing a change in Dante's life and it doesn't work all that well. And I think that's where in the beginning where you see him painting Veronica's nails is I hate to steal from Jay and Silent Bob, but he's the bitch and she's the butch. Yep. (laughs) Yep. That's what it is. Yeah. That's a good way of looking at it. I just, it struck me as weird. I was like, yeah, uh, yeah. 
Out of context, yes, it probably is weird to a, to a regular viewer who had never seen the movie before. And yeah, I've never seen it, so I was like... It's just one of those things where if you look at that character and analyze him, he's not someone... Who, he's not a take-charge kind of guy. Randall is, no. is, Randall is the take... Think of it in this terms, uh, you know... Dante is Dante very... Dante is C-3PO and Randall is R2-D2. There you, there you go. go. There you go. He, he's, yeah. You know, also there, with, there. with uh, Dante is that he's very non-confrontational. He does not want yeah. to get into a fight with customers. No. Uh, yeah. And we see that actually in the very beginning when he does get that interaction with uh, the Chulies gum rep. And that was just <laughs> hilarious. Guy, you know, cancer merchant, cancer merchant. Yes. They're throwing <laughs> cigarettes at him. Pulling out the lung from a bag. I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. And I noticed pretty – I think every single customer that came in there actually bought a pack of cigarettes. I could be wrong, but I think every single customer that he encountered after that bought a pack of cigarettes. I was like, oh, pretty much. But it just – oh, I love it. Every single character had their own – unique personality and quirks and funny one-liners. It wasn't just like, I mean, I agree Randall kind of stole the show, but I mean, all of them. And I thought Jay, oh God, I, I'm, I'm partial to Jay. He's, <laughs> I love him. But they all kind of brought something unique to the table to make this work. And I really, and all of the films, all of them, they all, they, I laughed my way through all of them. And it just, I agree. He's brilliant. Kevin Smith is brilliant the way that he, wrote this and how it was all acted and he got the right group of people together to do it. And, uh, it's, it's pretty freaking It just, <laughs> it really kind of snowballed. And that was the thing I liked about this film. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, go watch the movie within about the first 10 minutes. You'll know. <laughs> awesome. Oh, I love it. I have to mention something else too. I noticed the music like in the you know the background and in the beginning do you guys know anything about the bands or the music that played in that oh, yeah really- yeah um i want to say that one of them one of them was suicidal tendencies because uh kevin smith actually went back and directed their video and so i think that that's what plays part of in the background there but he's he tends to like a lot of punk rock type stuff yeah, and it was good, and it actually fit with the movie, but I, I really liked the music, and I was like, hmm, I wonder what this is. I've never heard it before. Um, You've got a bunch of, I'm actually <laughs> looking at the track listing now for the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, Clerks, the the main theme was Love Among Freaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kill the Sex Player was Girls Against Boys. Um, Alice in Chains got me wrong. Uh, fashion pops make me making me sick. Uh, Supernova, the Jesus Lizard, uh, Golden Smog, Bad Religion, Stabbing Westward. So yeah, he likes a lot of the yeah yeah yeah. Very cool, very cool. I like that the way this whole thing was put together. Um, I do have a question too. Um, every scene had a phrase or a word before it. And I wrote mm-hmm. down quite a few of them. Do you guys know what that was about? Like, was each scene, like, there was one, um, like, syntax and malaise no. and what was some other ones? Uh, gosh, uh, juxtaposition and paradigm. And 
you guys know what that was put in there for? I think or... it was kind of trying to describe what was going to be happening to the scene. Uh, uh, I thought too, and I, but I was like, like, well, one of them, one of the words, I was like, I don't understand the word. I've never even heard the word. It was like perspicacity or something. I was like, what <laughs> yeah. the hell is perspicacity? I have no. <laughs> so I'm assuming that that's what it, he was trying to do. Is each scene was supposed to be related to that? But I thought it was yeah. interesting. It kind of it brought a documentary kind of feel to it. So yeah. I don't know if that was kind of his intention, um, but that was something that struck me right away, too, is I was like, oh, this is you know, not only the black and white, but the little signs before each scene. I was like, that's really kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Gosh. Um, uh, trying to, I already mentioned the black cat. I wrote down little notes, little like observations that I had. Oh. Um, God, it's so funny. Uh, but yeah, the, the shoe polish comments. Everyone mentioning the shoe polish and yeah. oh, the, there's shoe. some. You know, there's some gum. Somebody put gum in the locks. Oh, freaking savages! <laughs> savages, <and laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just every single scene, like thing that happened to Dante in the movie was just like even like something is you know inconsequential as a hockey game and the guy only brought one ball you know yeah every everything that happened to him was just you know the customer the old man who ended up croaking in the bathroom i mean all this stuff girl that got the cigarettes it was just like this poor man (laughs) and and that was so much about this film is that there was just so much that could have gone wrong and just that you just did yeah <laughs> and he just kind of sat back and took it. He didn't even really get mad. It was just he just kind of rolled over and was just like, "Why me?" You know, it was it just I felt so bad for him, but everything that happened was so funny. It just Oh uh, yeah, it was. I mean, it was great. There were there were so many little things in this film that I I could not stop laughing about. Uh for example, one of them was when Randall and Dante are sitting there in uh the quick stop. And they start talking back and forth about the innocence of the construction workers for the Death Star. (laughs) All did I had was a bunch of Muppets. Yeah. (laughs) But they start getting into it and they're talking about, oh, some of them must have been independent contractors and had no idea that, you know, hello. (laughs) And then wasn't there a customer that was actually a contractor sitting there and listening to that? It It was like a totally serious conversation about... Nothing. It was it was so funny. It just oh, I love it. Well, and that's how most of this movie is. Is just it's just kind of nothing. And I think that that was probably one of the things that helped catapult it into where it is now. It helped catapult Silent Bob or uh, Kevin Smith into all this because when you look at what was going on at the time, you had one of the most popular television shows on on TV, uh, Seinfeld, which was basically yeah. about nothing. nothing. And yeah. here's a movie about you know a couple of guys. You know, in their in their late twenties, hanging around convenience store and video store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I still laugh at this though, especially with Randall and some of the things that he was saying. Uh, like when he has to order when he has to order the videos. Yes, I wrote that down. The, all the porn movies. Oh. <laughs> and what was the name of the movie? Happy Scrappy P- Hero Pup. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Awesome. Yes. And but, the mom's face. Oh, it was great. You know, that oh. and then all of the all of the people that come into the video store to ask him dumbass questions. Uh, yes. I will be honest. This I, I swear to God, I am Randall of Graves myself in real life. <laughs> D 
dealing with technical support for internet and I have people that call uh-huh. me up and ask me dumbass questions like, yeah. uh, well, you know, how do I get my email? Well, do oh. you open up Outlook or do you open up, you know, do you go to the webmail? Um, I guess. Or you mm-hmm. ask them, what operating system am I running? Are you running on your computer so I can help you to troubleshoot it? Uh, I don't know. I paid $3,000 for this thing. You know, I'm asking basic questions and these people don't know. And it's just, you want to smack them over the head. And so I totally, totally on so many levels got where Randall was coming from. Yes. It's the just constant dealing with the ignorance and just, yeah. You know, he, he was tired and I've kind of gotten that, that attitude and I hate to say it, but that's, you know, that's part of the reason why I'm not wanting to do technical support anymore. (laughs) Yeah. You've reached your limit of (laughs) understandable. It just, yeah, I agree. He just, it almost seemed like that was kind of, they accepted that that was kind of their lot in life. They're just going to be stuck working these, you know, bad jobs and just kind of, you know, just accepting it. But it was, it, it was sad. It kind of, I had, um, sympathy for the characters but at the same time they were just so funny that it just oh yeah <laughs> i don't know it was you know so i think and actually all of the characters even veronica at first i didn't really like veronica but as the movie got on i was like you know this girl you know she's pretty she's pretty good to dante and good for him and then the other chick what was the other the girlfriend hey, uh, ex-girlfriend caitlin Bree. Caitlin. Yes, that was the one I, uh, I was just like, oh, no, 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 no. Um, but, yeah, what happened to her was pretty funny towards the end, too. <laughs> <laughs> she walks in. Shocking. Yes. Oh, God. And, oh, that was, I, I that was, was actually so shocked. great. Oh, my yeah, God. That, that was. I did not see that coming because I had forgotten about the old guy going into the bathroom. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> forgot about the old guy. Even Dante <laughs> forgot about the old guy. <laughs> So when she comes out, oh, that was great. Oh, and I'm just like, what the fuck? I was perplexed. I'm like, what? Did I miss something? And then as soon as it came out, I was just like, oh, my God. I think I threw up in my mouth a little. I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I will say that I'm very happy that Smith changed the original ending. Oh, no. What was the original ending? Yeah. Oh, you didn't. You, okay, you, you you've only seen the version where Don, where Randall just throws the "I assure you were open" sign back at him and walks out. Yeah. The original ending was that after that happened, somebody came in, robbed the store, and shot and killed Dante. Yep. No shit. Yep. <gasps> the reason why is Kevin Smith didn't. He says he didn't know how to end a movie, and he also says that. It mirrors Empire Strikes Back, and that was Dante's favorite film. It ends on such a down note. That's what life is, a series of down endings. But because of previews or critic reaction or something, he changed the ending to not have that. And if he hadn't done that, if he hadn't changed that ending, we wouldn't have had any other View Askew films after Clerks. We wouldn't have Mallrats. We wouldn't have Jason. We wouldn't have any of this stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm very happy that that he did change the ending. Oh yeah, because yeah. I mean it's good that he did. I'm I'm assuming he did a test audience, and that's what that's for, and that's very good because yeah, it it, it kind of spawned so much other great stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that would have been really like I would have been pissed. Yeah. <laughs> if that were the yeah, I would have been pissed watching that. Like really, okay, this poor man, you know. It just, it was bad enough the way it was, the way his day was. It was oh, just, yeah. 
Oh. No, he wasn't supposed to be there. Somebody came into the store, (laughs) was complaining about the toilet paper, asking to use the Uh, bathroom, wanted a nudie mag, died in the bathroom. Oh, God. And that's just one customer. That's not counting the Chulies gum or, you know, them selling cigarettes to the little girl or. Yes. Oh, God. The other thing about that ending is, about the, the, uh, the, the deleted scene ending is that if that had happened earlier in the day, Randall pulled out the security camera wires. Yes. No one would have ever found out who killed Dante. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, that's right. I'm glad they didn't end with that. That would have been really a bummer. I don't like watching, you know, I'm assuming this is lumped as a, you know, comedy. So that, you know, it just wouldn't have been a, you know, it wouldn't have been a comedy in my mind if that had been the case. I would have been sad. I would have been upset. It would have been dark, (laughs) but I think people still would have gotten their laughs out of it. But, you know, the way that he ended it, I think definitely was a better, better ending for the film. So, Mm -hmm. and actually with it being his first film, I mean, it's just excellent the way it's written and just the characters and just their own personalities and everything. He did a really, really good job and yeah, he's brilliant. And obviously for something to be this popular being independent and kind of, you know, cult status, I mean, obviously he's got to be brilliant for that to happen. So I don't think I've, I don't think I've disliked a movie that I've seen of his. I'm Uh, there. There are some out there that are bad. Go watch Jersey girl. You'll hate it. (laughs) I never saw that one. Okay. Okay. That's the Ben Affleck one, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's, he's got a couple of stinkers, but you know, I mean, and he admits to it. Cop out is another one that he, that he says, Oh, this was a shit movie. So cop out. I don't think I've seen that one either. Bruce Willis. Well, he's not, Kevin Smith actually isn't in it. He directed it. It has Bruce Willis and uh, Tracy Morgan in it. Okay. (laughs) And uh, it's yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I, I don't know. Um, thing about clerks is it ended really well and then almost what was it not was it nine years later when was that that was uh 2006 almost 12 years after clerks he made clerks 2 in 2006 yes and the ending to clerks 2 was great because you have again spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen the movie at the end, you haven't? No, I couldn't find it on Netflix. It didn't have it. It only had it. Yeah, it's not on Netflix. I was so ticked. I got the Netflix subscription. I've been holding out for months and months. Finally, I'm like, okay, screw this, because I couldn't find an online, you know, place to find it. I'm like, okay, so I downloaded Netflix, thinking, oh, cool, I can do this, and it just had clerk. I was so mad. I was like, really? Well, I'll wait. We'll wait. We'll have to just cut this to the original film then, Doug, because yeah. she has to see the second. Oh yeah, yeah. We. I, I don't want to ruin anything. I mean, the the basis of the clerks too, just so you can kind of imagine, it's basically Randall and uh, Dante oh, are in a fast food restaurant at this point, which oh, there's a tie-in for Dogma with that one as well, but. We'll okay. get to that later. <laughs> okay. Now, was it like immediately picking up after, like a few months after the first well, one? Or no. Years later? I guess it could kind of be, well, it is years later, and they are old because the characters, the, the actors are older. Yeah. But if you really want to think about it in the film universe, in, in the View Askew universe, it's mm-hmm. probably like, 
I, you know, the next day, even though it really isn't because the characters yeah. are older. But it's it, it it starts off as it starts off as just as the first film did with yeah. Dante coming up, doing the papers, getting the gum yeah. in the locks. And this time there isn't gum in the locks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he rolls up the. <laughs> oh, I, I can't say anymore. He, he pulls oh. up the shades. He pulls up the shutters, and something happens. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I we, gotta see this. I'm we don't so want to ruin it. Yeah, okay. no. <laughs> I, I, we don't want to ruin it because it's just it's so it's so great. And Randall's expression when he walks up. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I gotta see this. I'm so mad I couldn't see it on Netflix. I'll find it. But okay, so look, I guess my question is then basically they have not advanced in their lives career wise. It's they went from no. the video <laughs> store and the convenience store, now they're in fast food. So it's kinda like they haven't really changed much, I take it. It's just kinda not they haven't really changed much, but they've aged and uh <sighs> It's, yeah. I want to say that like the movie is supposed to take place like five years after Clerks or uh, something like that. So you, okay. you get the feeling like they still haven't done anything with their lives. That yeah, that's you know what I was getting at. It's, it's still kind of that feel of they're just not yeah at full yeah. potential. Is, and, is uh, Dante still with what was the girlfriend, Caitlin? No, no, no. And, and there's no. because <laughs> completely it's it's the same kind of premise as what happened in the original, but it's completely different. Yeah. Oh, this. Oh, I'm so mad. I even t- I texted Doug and I'm like, what the fuck is up with Netflix? Because we're going to be doing some other movies. And I tried to find them to put them in my little wish list or whatever. And they're not on the instant streaming either. They're all DVD. And I'm like, what? This is not helping me. Yeah. So, yeah. I was like, I, I was panicking. I'm like, I, I know we need to watch Clerks 2. I-, I can't find it. I can't do it. And he's like, it's okay. So thank you, my dear. Yeah, I appreciate if you, um, that. If you want to, I'm I'm only looking. I don't, I don't have iTunes open. I don't. It's probably in iTunes, but it's. I know it's on Amazon to rent for two ninety nine. Yeah. If you want to do that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, I may have to do that. It's worth I... it's worth seeing. You know. It, oh it's... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kinky That's... Kelly and the sexy stud alone. No, don't even. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to have the same reaction we all did when that happened. Oh, oh awesome, awesome. Oh, it's I so beautiful, but I can't look so, away. It's so horrifying, yet I can't look away. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, it was the scene toward the end, that scene with the whole, the dead guy, you know, Caitlin fucking the dead guy. Literally, when that kind of all transpired, my mouth dropped. I was, like, in shock. Like, oh, oh you, my God. They that was shocking. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait until. Wait until I yeah. <laughs> I gotta see this. I gotta see it. Oh, but yeah, I just I loved this movie, and I cannot believe that I have waited until now to see it. It just I didn't know, and actually, you know, not really knowing a lot about his films, I didn't really realize until fairly recently that they're all kind of lumped together with similar characters. And well, um, there's yeah. only I'm trying to think: Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Dogma. Yeah. Jay and Silent mm-hmm. Bob Strike Jay Back. Jay and Silent Bob and Clerks 2. And I saw them all at different times. So it wasn't like right. I saw one of them in succession. I've seen them throughout the years at different times. So you know, I just, you know, I noticed in the Jay and Silent Bob characters and whatnot, you know, always you know, mm-hmm. consistent. But um, it just didn't occur to me to look for any more. And because it came out 20 years ago, I was still, you know, we were still in high school and it just wasn't yeah. really my genre. And I just didn't, you know, but I'm kicking myself going, Oh my God, this is a gem. And I, yes. 
And I, yeah, so, yeah, this is one I'm going to say is probably own worthy. It's that funny. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there, totally. were, there were things about this movie that I, I've seen this movie probably about 10 or 12 times. Wow. And I have to be honest, there were certain things that I didn't pick up on until I watched it this time around. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Well, one of them was like the black cat that was sitting on the counter when they first walked in. I completely missed the cat jumping up on the counter and taking a shit in the litter box that was there on the <laughs> counter. I don't know what I was looking at the first, you know, the first couple times I saw it, but I'm like, oh my god, the customer's like standing there looking at the cat, like, uh, what the hell? <laughs> you think that's offensive? Take a look at this. Oh, 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 oh come to the store again. Oh, I noticed the cat right away. It was like the cat was in almost every scene, just there on the counter. I'm like, that is yep. such a cute little touch, you know? Just all the little things, you know, the little comments that were all consistent, and then the cat, and then just everything about this just got, it just pulled together so nice. And then it was edited well, and it was, you know, filmed very well. And I read a bit of trivia, and I don't know if it's accurate, but is that the actual store that Kevin Smith used to work at? Yes, it is. Yes, oh, I remember is? reading it. Yeah, I'm reading it somewhere. It might have been even in the Netflix description. Mm-hmm. Um, but it said that that was actually the store that he was working at at the time of production. And they and he actually, like, would work during the day and then close up yeah. the store. I, and yeah, then, I, re- I remember yeah. that in the, in the DVD commentaries, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, wow, that's freaking brilliant because you save money on, you know. Location. Location yeah. ever, but also he knows better than anybody what happens in a convenience store. You know the customers you you know encounter and you know to run the store. What you know it has to go into running the store. But I thought, oh wow, and it, it said something too that like in that time, um, because he was working during the day, he might have like only had a couple hours sleep during the whole filming because yeah. you know you're working full time or whatever, and then shooting this movie afterward. So presumably he was pretty damn exhausted, but you you wouldn't know. By looking at him. Yeah. And I just thought it was kind of neat. I was like, wow, he was working there and he filmed there. That's pretty cool. Well, and some of the reasons for some of the reasons for filming there was that, you know, the <laughs> the owners said, yeah, you can film here, but you can only film at night. And that yeah. was another reason why they did the shutters all closed and stuck with uh, gum was because uh, they could only film at night. So they wanted to have the shutters down so that you couldn't see that it was night outside and give the impression that it was still day. Yeah. Come to think of it, if I watch it again, I'll pay attention more to that because I do remember, yeah, in that DVD or in the um, description, it did say something about that because he had worked during the day and then they shot afterward. So I didn't even pick up on that. So thank you. And I love that. I love that about movies where, you, you know, you love them so much and you laugh your way through, but then you miss little parts and then you watch it again and you pick up on more and more things. And I can watch a movie that I enjoy, yeah, 15, 20 times and pick up something new. Yeah, you know, the fifteenth time I've watched it, so I have a feeling I'll watch it again and probably pick up on other things as well. Um, but yeah, I just I have to say this was this was brilliant. I loved it. There's just there's so much about about uh, Kevin Smith, and if you yeah. ever get a chance to see him in person, because he mm-hmm. does make the trip around with his with his uh, smodcasts and Hollywood Babylon and whatnot that he does mm-hmm. all of his mm-hmm. podcasts. I've seen him. I, I've seen him once here in San Diego at the Belly Up Tavern, and mm-hmm. my wife and I have seen him three times at Comic Con itself. He always does uh, a thing where he calls it like an evening with Kevin Smith or whatever, oh, and uh-huh. he closes out the biggest hall at Comic Con, and he just he talks about just random shit when he does it, and it's it's hilarious. Yeah. Some of the stuff. Uh, oh wow! You know, last year when we were there, 
uh, some guy come up and he asked him, he goes, hey, do you still do uh, marriages? You know, Kevin Smith marriages. And he's he's actually an ordained minister in like the Life Church or something like that. No kidding. I and didn't know that. And he can marry people. You know, he, he actually will perform the ceremony and marry you off. Well, wow. this guy and this girl get up there in front of everybody and he proposes to his girlfriend. And Kevin Smith is like, oh, well, shit. Uh, yeah, I'll marry you guys later. <laughs> Really? It was just this, it was this kind of thing, and he, you know, he's he's asking Kevin Smith, and <laughs> Kevin Smith's like, uh, "Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll still do it every once in a while." And so he does this whole proposal, and the girlfriend's like, "Uh, uh you know, <laughs> put her on the spot." And then yeah. he's like, "So what's the fucking answer? Did you say yes or not?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't know he was an ordained minister. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, he does stuff that. like that, and that's yeah. the whole thing with Kevin Smith is that you see him. He's completely opposite from this role of Silent Bob that you see in yeah. most of the movies. And oh, that he's, he's, yeah. he's very vocal. His oh yeah, I, I listened to his uh, Fat Man on Batman podcast, yeah. and his intros are like not even the the ads that he puts in for Smodco, but when he actually is on the mic getting ready to sit down with a guest and he intros the guest, it's like a five minute introduction. Yeah, oh, I mean wow. he talks for five minutes straight. Uh-huh. And then the guest is, you know, is able to talk. Wow. Yeah. He, I mean, all the more reason why Silent Bob is so exactly. awesome. Because he's just, you watch that, you're like, wow. And I think, and I, God, it's been a while since I've seen the other ones, but does he talk like one time in every single movie? I want to say he it's does. One or two times. Yeah. Or like it, it just depends on the film. Yeah. Uh, this. I was waiting because I'd seen the other ones. I was waiting for something really potent to come from him. And it was, it was that one line trying to get Dante to realize, Hey, you got a good woman here, you know, don't fuck it up. You know, and it was a pretty, it it was a good line and he didn't, you know, no facial expression, nothing. It was just said. And then he walked away and I'm like, this is so brilliant, you know, but he does that every single movie and it's just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's one that he goes off in like this huge rant, and I don't remember if it's chasing Amy or if it's uh, Jay and Silent Bob, but he does like this whole legal spiel, and it's just kind of like, oh, shit. That's Jay and Silent I wanna, Bob. Okay. I want to say, yeah. It was, it was Banky who, who he was like, oh, but I think it is, because yeah. you paid us for our likenesses for the comics, therefore you should have then came to us asking permission when you optioned it to Miramax. So you find yourself banking in a very actionable, yeah, that was in James. That's right. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. It's been years. I need to own the whole collection because I've always been a fan, but I've just never gotten around to owning them. So I, I definitely have to, but yeah. What was the second one that he wrote after? Uh, Mall rats. Mall rats. Mall rats. That's right, because it came out like a couple years later, huh? Or yeah, it came out in '95. Oh, I I still remember. Was that the one where something about licking your hand? And yes. Your, and your stink <laughs> palm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's been a long time, but oh. uh, we'll we'll definitely have to cover that one here. Oh, on we this. have to cover that oh, one. Yeah. I remember I laughed my way through that one too. That was where Ben Affleck was introduced, right? Yep. And yeah. Real that asshole. Was, uh, yes. Shannon Hamilton, that, that asshole from Fashionable Mail. <laughs> that was great. Oh, oh gosh, love, love it. Yeah, I mean, there, there's oh. so much trivia that we have here. I mean, I, I've got a bunch here since we were kind of talking about it a little earlier. Uh, yeah. Some of the things that I wanted to mention: uh, when you see RST Video, which is where Randall works. Yeah. Uh, the RST and RST Video stands for Rajiv, Sarla, and Tarlochin. Uh, 
It's the first names of the son, mother, and father team who owned and still own the video store and the quick stop. I'll be oh. darned. That's cool. So they're, they still have it open, and Kevin Smith has actually said he's gone in there a couple times. Uh, every time he goes back to Red Bank or goes back to Jersey to go visit, which mm-hmm. he's now doing it quite a few, quite often now because one of the things that he does is works on Comic Book Men where he owns a shop with Walt Flanagan, mm-hmm. uh, and it's that shop is – Yeah. Oh. So he'll go out there to Red Bank and he'll stop in and visit the store, and mm-hmm. he, says, he says, oh, my God, I've helped put that store on the map. Because That's people so still cool. go there stupidly to see, yeah. you know, Jane and Silent Bob's, you know, where they hung out and all that. Uh, Do they have any, like, tributes or, like, anything, uh, you know, like saying, hey, this is where this movie was filmed type of thing to kind of make it, like, a landmark? They should if they don't. I, I'm close enough to Jersey now. I could go and, like, drive and <laughs> – You should. <laughs> you should. I should. I'm within an hour from Jersey. So, yeah, that's <laughs> – I should do that. That'd be cool. But I like that. I like how – real and how raw i guess and how it just yeah it, it seemed almost and i know movies you know movie making is difficult um it's definitely an art but i like how even just for his you wouldn't know that it was his first that right. was what struck me i was like wow this is excellent you wouldn't even know well and the other thing with kevin smith is that he's inspired a lot of filmmakers um, mm-hmm. One of the ones that he inspired, I, I, I have to laugh about how this came up because Jason Reitman, uh, he said you know, that this film, Clerks, revealed to him that his desire to want to be a filmmaker. Oh, wow. And so he later tells Kevin Smith this. You know, Reitman comes out and he says, you know, oh, my God. And, and Kevin Smith said, you're the son of Ivan Reitman. I, exactly. Yeah. You grew up on Ghostbusters and Stripes. It took yeah. me to get you to realize that you can be a director? Yeah. No <laughs> shit. No shit. That's pretty cool. That's pretty you cool. You know, I just – I laugh about that. I'm like, oh, my God. But, wow. yeah, Kevin Smith, he, he also did a lot of things where he cast a lot of his friends in the films. Yeah. Uh, if you ever look, Walt Flanagan shows up. Uh, Brian Johnson also shows up in several of the films. Walt mm-hmm. Flanagan is – he actually plays several different roles in this particular film. <laughs> yeah, Walt's everywhere in this film. Okay, which one was Walt? Uh, Walt was the, offend, the offended customer. Okay. When they were talking about um, yes. jizz mopping and all that. Yes. Okay. Uh, he was also the guy who was breaking the eggs, like inspecting oh, all the eggs and everything. Yes. Yeah, he's the oh, egg, yeah. Okay, yeah. the egg guy. Okay. And in Mallrats, he is fanboy. Yes. Okay. Get him, Steve Dave. <laughs> okay. Because Brian is Steve Dave. Yes. <laughs> Right. Okay. It's coming back. And they, they also show up in Chasing Amy because they're talking back and forth at like a comic book store or something like that when uh, Banky No, comes they're in. at the comic convention. That's right. They're uh-huh. at the comic convention. Uh, but yeah, you see them all over. And coincidentally, Walt now runs the secret stash in yep. Red Bank, New Jersey. So. And they're also in the end of – they're at the movie premiere at, Jan Sil- at the end of Jay and Silent Bob. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so cool that he includes people. It's kind of like Ron Howard. Well, he grew, he, grew, he grew up with Walt Flanagan. again. I yeah. mean, they're, oh, okay. they are literally like they are literally best friends from from, from childhood. So that's so cool. That's so yeah. cool. And yeah. and, well, and he is talented. So it's he, yeah. he definitely brings something to the movies. But I like that. I li- what is that nepotism? Kind of where you you know yeah Favor- nepotism somebody. favoritism. But yeah. you know what for this. It doesn't really matter. Walt. No, it works. And the funny thing is, is that Kevin has said about Walt is that <laughs> Walt really isn't 
he really isn't the kind of person that wants to be in front of a camera. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, which you can see if you ever watch uh, Comic Book Man on AMC. Mm-hmm. Walt is there, and he's kind of just this... I don't want to call him an asshole, but I mean, that kind of how he is when he comes in with some of these deals and these guys come in, you know, but then again, they're coming in with, they're wanting ridiculous amounts of money for their stupid comic book shit. And it's like, okay, let's, let's talk about comic book men for a minute, because Uh the thing about comic book men is it's pawn stars for comics. Yeah. It Uh has the pawn stars format of someone comes in says, hey, I'd like to get this, and then they go back and forth and haggle and haggle. The difference mm-hmm. is is that it's more – to me, it's more I, – I, I love Pawn Stars. I, you know, I've loved mm-hmm. that show for a while, so I, I have mm-hmm. nothing against that show. But it's more interesting to me to watch comic book men, to hear the stories of what kind of toys or what kind of comics or what kind of whatever oh, yeah. comes into the yeah. store. And, uh-huh. you know, or or who visits the store. I mean, they've had – Lou Ferrigno, they've had Stan Lee. Oh, the Stan they, Lee one was great. <laughs> yeah, the Stan Lee one was great. The funniest thing is, though, I actually know a guy, lives in Canada. His name is Mike Dodd. He's on uh, thisweekingeek.net. Mm-hmm. He actually drove from Canada to Jersey to be on season three of the show. And he no brought... Oh. No, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I could not kid about <laughs> this. Uh, he <laughs> brought with him a box of My Little Pony toys. Oh, my God. <laughs> And a Thor um, uh, art artist approved art approved uh, bust. Oh, they man. looked at him <laughs> funny as all hell about the pony stuff, oh, and they I I don't even know I, I think they might have given him like 150 bucks for the <laughs> for, for oh. the bust. I don't I don't remember. Um, it, but it was season three. It was uh, the the episode title was Dukes of Jersey. Uh, but comic book men is is interesting because it combines what looks like to be a, a podcast episode, uh-huh. like all of them sitting around a table of microphones, and and Ming, the little Chinese guy, has you know I'm not kidding, Whip, he is Chinese. Ming the whipping boy, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ming always gets the short end of the stick, and he's he's you know monitoring the the sound boards and all this and all that. But the funny thing is, is that they do this, they they do this podcast part of the show as part of, like, I thought it was they were recording a podcast to have separate outside the show. They do do that. They have, uh, what is it, Uh, Secret Stash, I think is the name of the podcast. that's what it is. I haven't haven't listened to it in a while, unfortunately. Yeah, I haven't either. I I used to, and then I kind of got bored with it. Yeah. Um, But no, Compliment is interesting because... You know, as someone who I I I, can't, I came into the movies late because I and, and I'll be honest and I'll, I'll tell the story if we you know if I'm on the Mallrats episode when I first saw the poster for Mallrats and I might have been one of the most naive 15 year old kids ever <laughs> like there are rats in the mall everybody get out <laughs> <What the hell? laughs> um, and uh, but like I, I I came into a lot of the Kevin Smith stuff late like I didn't like. I, I went to Chasing Amy, and as a, as a seventeen year old, I you know snuck into a rated R movie. I don't care. Yeah, but it's not what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be yeah. a bunch of smut. <laughs> yep. Yes. Um, yes. Well, especially I, since it was dealing with the lesbian, and you're kind of like, oh, yeah. there's going to be you know nudity and everything. Uh uh-uh. uh completely yeah. different from that. <laughs> um, yeah. I kind of I remember watching that too, and kind of was like, wow. Um, 
I, I didn't expect that. It, it, it kind of, I haven't seen it since it came out, but I do remember one kind of going, huh, okay. <laughs> you know, which is great that he, I'm assuming he wrote all of these, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. So yeah. it just, yeah. he, his imagination and his, you know, knack for the storytelling and just kind of throwing a curveball because I swear, I mean, even just in Clerks, there were a few that I was just like, whoa, I did not see that coming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, in his films, he tackles a lot of different issues, whether it's yes, relationships, whether it's drugs, whether it's uh-huh. Catholicism. Oh, uh-huh. Catholicism. Wow. Our new campaign. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, Buddy Christ. Buddy, yeah. <laughs> Everybody worships the Buddy Christ. <laughs> I love it. Oh. I just, even like, I, I'm sorry, I never knew what the hell snowballing was. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it even taught me something, too. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I kind of wish I didn't know what this meant now. Okay. Yes. So, there are there yeah. are levels to this that Kevin Smith manages <laughs> to bring out, and you just kind of go, "Oh, what the fuck!" <laughs> what the fuck? Exactly. It was a uh, huh. Okay, next. <laughs> Somebody so. uh, on Facebook, I think it's a page called Aggressive Comics, made a picture. There, there, there's a picture of TS and Brody from from Mallrats, and TS. Oh. They've got it captioned. TS goes. Did you hear who the new Batman is? No, who? That <laughs> asshole from Fashionable Mail. <laughs> I love it. It uh, just goes so to show you the staying power that uh, that Smith's films have, and they really do stick with people. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah just I mean, you know, even you know, I, I will say this about about uh, Clerks is that you look at it. Even though it took place, you know, 20 years ago, yeah. you can still look at the film and still feel like this is a part of what we have to deal with. Even though oh, they're yeah. mentioning stuff like videos, which how many people know what a video store is anymore? How many people have oh, seen know, VHS right? tapes, you know? Yeah. So, you know, and, yeah. and, you know, some of the stuff that they make reference to, yeah, it's a little dated. You know, when they when they hold up the Navy SEALs and they go, hey, is this a good movie? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, but yeah, other than that, I still think it's pretty timeless because oh, there's, there's still going to be people that are, you know, fucking morons. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, totally. Totally. You know. And then the people that just you can tell these people that just don't want to be at their job. They're just, you know, yeah, they have, they're there because they have to and they freaking hate it and they don't even bother to hide it or put a smile on. You know, it's just yep. I hello. I this is me. <laughs> yeah, I run into that all the time. And while part of me is like as a customer, I'm like, this is fucked up. You know, put a freaking smile on. The other part of me is like, you know, I understand. It's just I, I, I will just kind of write this off i understand this is a you know horrible job and it's okay so i can see it from both perspectives but you're right it's a timeless concept and you know it's just and i i I do like that at the end he kind of has that you know dante has that kind of realization like wow you know i'm not really going anywhere what the fuck but it's almost yeah, wait until you see oh. Clerks too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I kind of got the sense at the end that he was because he made that realization that okay, now he has to take steps to better his life. I kind of got that sense that okay, and then he realized he loved Veronica and all of that. So I'm thinking, okay, cool. His life has got to be on an upswing now. He's got to be, you know, he's got this realization that hey, I'm stuck in a place I freaking hate. You know, um, I'm stuck on this girl that I shouldn't be stuck on. 
and it just kind of, it kind of gave me a little bit of hope for him. I was like rooting for him. Like, okay, let's, you know, let's see something good happen for this guy. So yeah, I have to see the second one. Yeah. It's, it, it, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to ruin anything for you cause you'll just go. I will say besides all the comedy moments that the second one has and all the pop culture, the updated pop culture references, the second one has, it truly is. By the time you get to the end of it, you'll be in tears. Yeah, for what happens at the end. Yeah, and it's whether it's tears of joy, tears of crying. I I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, they didn't kill him off in the second one, did they? No, 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 no. no. They're they're going to be just so you know. They're Kevin Smith is currently working on Clerks three, which is why I originally brought up Clerks two because I don't think. Regardless of what I'm, I'm going to wait and, and really give my opinion later once I see whatever he comes up with. But initially, my thought is, we don't need a Clerks three. Oh, yeah, it's, and it's that's the thing course. is, it's, it's some of the things that he's talked about with what Clerks three is going to be. I'm kind of looking forward to it, and I'm kind of hesitant as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, me in my mind, I'm sitting here thinking that the perfect thing for him to do would be to have him sit down and work in tech support in a call center or something. <laughs> I, I, I shit you not. He'd, he'd be going, oh, my God. You know, change it from Clerks 3 to techs. There you go. Jeez. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's just – it's – this movie, I love it. It's just so spot on for so many things. You know, just I, – I laugh at this one and realizing that this is the start of everything for – all the movies that have come, you know, all the Chasing Amy, the, the Mall Rats and everything else. And just it was kind of this jumping off point. I was really shocked to find out. I didn't know this about Clerks, but apparently Clerks, when it was supposed to be released, it went to the MPAA, yeah. Motion Picture Association of America, <laughs> and they rated it as an NC-17 film. Yeah. And Kevin Smith was like, oh, you know, oh, crap, you know, what am I going to do? I got to get go for an R and you know, the Weinsteins, they come out and they go, Oh, this is great. They hired uh, a lawyer. And I, I want to say it was the same guy who tried for OJ or something, a defense attorney for OJ. He goes before Kevin Smith goes before the MPAA along with Harvey Weinstein and one of the lawyers. I want to say it was from Alan Dershowitz. Okay. Alan Dershowitz. Thank you. Uh, they go before the MPAA and they protest it. And Harvey Weinstein stood up and he told Kevin Smith, he goes, this is great. This is one of the best things to happen to your film. And Kevin Smith goes, what the fuck? I got an NC-17 rating. And he goes, no, 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 you can't buy publicity like this. And looking at some of the things that has happened to Kevin Smith since, I kind of have to agree with that. Yeah. Uh, you know, when he did Red State, uh, oh, my God, Red State is – I'm going to warn you, Red State is not anything like any of the other Kevin Smith movies because most of the Kevin Smith movies are comedies. Uh-huh. Red State is a very dark film. I mean, the it's, first – It's horror. I've never heard of it. Red yeah. State. Oh, uh, wow. it's, it's actually on Netflix if you want to watch it. <laughs> yeah. But it's dark. <laughs> it's very, very dark. John Goodman's in it. Uh, uh-huh. Michael Parks is in it. Uh-huh. Uh, it's kind of – it's loosely based on the Westboro Baptist Church. And how these people are just so out there. Yeah. And they're like, they have their own compound. and Well, in Red State, they have their own compound and everything. And mm-hmm. it takes some weird, dark twists. Oh, And yeah. I don't want to ruin it because it's, if you watch it, 
you're just going to go, oh my god, this is such a change from what Clerks was. This is such a yeah. change from what Mallrats, Dogma, all that. Mm-hmm. Nothing like it at all. And you kind of go, holy shit, this is a Kevin Smith film? <laughs> when did this one come out? When did Red State come out? Uh, two years ago? Oh, okay, so it's fairly recent. I've, I've never heard of that. I'll be darned. Now, this is a dumb question that just occurred to me when you were talking about this. 2011. Yeah. Um, did he... He also wrote Scream, didn't he? Mm. Or am I thinking Kevin Williamson? I'm thinking Kevin Williamson. Yeah. I think. Okay. Um, yeah, I did not know other than the comedy genre. I did not know he did anything beyond that. That's. I'll have to check that out just yeah. out of curiosity. Yeah, and, I like John Goodman too, but yeah, just for curiosity's sake, I'm curious. But. Yeah, he and he's he's kind of changing too. He's he's got some <laughs> other things on the burner. He's got uh, he's been talking about hit somebody that he's been working on. Hit somebody uh, is supposed to be his last directorial film. He wants to. He says he wants to retire. Really? Uh, yeah, but he's got whoa. a couple things because hit somebody was supposed to end up becoming like this TV miniseries that's going to be all about hockey. Uh, then he's got Clerks 3 that he's working on, and then he's got this other project called The Walrus, which is supposed to be kind of a horror film as well with Michael Parks. Mm-hmm. So that'll be kind of interesting to see how that breaks out. Yeah, yeah. I hope he doesn't retire. He's freaking genius. <laughs> I, it's yeah. In some ways, yeah, I can kind of see he wants to go out kind of yeah. on top, but then yeah. again, you know, he's kind of like, well, shit, I can't really go out on top with things like Cop Out and Jersey Girl. <laughs> Uh, which I, it's so, funny. I've not. I have not seen those. It's funny. I. Yeah. I don't really care for Ben Affleck all that much. So that's probably why I avoided Jersey Girl. Yeah. But well, like, it, it had George Carlin in it, which George Carlin was just. <laughs> from what I saw of it, he was pretty funny. I yes. just. It was painful with Ben Affleck and. Uh, yeah. Oh God, what's her name? She's uh, she was in Lord of the Rings. They, yeah. No. Oh, um... Liv, Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler, right? thank Tyler. you. Liv Tyler. Yeah. How funny, I know the actors in it, but I've yeah. never... It, just, it didn't strike me as one like, oh, I've got to see this, it, and which is strange, because I do like his movies, but I just... Yeah. Well, Something about Ben Affleck. I, yeah. I, I'm going to be honest, I think Ben Affleck makes a much better director than an actor. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it's, there's just something about his acting that just... Uh, he was great in Mallrats. I, he played that... Yeah. He played that beautifully, but well, overall... He, he plays just, himself, basically. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it just, yeah. So, I I hope he doesn't retire anytime soon, because he's, he's brilliant. Yeah. Well, I think this is pretty much it. We're going to have to kind of cut it short here for time constraints tonight. Uh, so we'll go ahead and we'll sign off here. I do want to uh, thank everybody for listening to Talking About My Generation. Uh, please feel free to leave us feedback on iTunes. Uh, you can send me a tweet. Uh, I am at S-P-R-Z-O-U-T, Sprizout. I am at Mommy of 3C Girls. And then, Mike, I don't know if you're on Twitter at all or if you give a shit. <laughs> yeah, if you and Mike. Okay. Pretty much everywhere. Uh, you can also send us an email at mygenerationpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Talking About My Generation. And, Mike, I'll, I'll let you run with a uh, plug for your shows. The sad thing about Twitter is I have... Over 84,000 tweets. <laughs> I've been on that thing since 2008. Oh, wow. um, Alright, so the GeekCast Radio Network. We just wrapped up our top 100 animated films countdown. Uh, 2014 is our fifth year online, five-year anniversary, so we are celebrating that. Congratulations. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. 
Yes, yes. Uh, coming up, we have the pull bag. We'll be covering Transformers Prime Beast Hunters issues one through four. We will also be covering Scooby-Doo Team-Up number one, which takes place sometime after the cape and cow, the, the, oh, the hell's name, that stupid Scooby-Doo movie, um, the caped crusader caper. Uh, let's see, what else do we have going on right now? Um, we've got MYR Weekly going on where Kevin and Dan and some special guests that they bring on sometimes, uh, We'll talk about uh, the most popular movie of the week, and they'll run down news and rumors and talk about trailers and all that good stuff. Uh, we've got Tales of Eternia, the first in a four-series podcast uh, group uh, for Powers of Grayskull that's coming back. Ooh. We've got Beyond the Night, which is our Night Rider show, which we are finally done with, Team Night Rider. We can move on to the glorious Night Rider 2008. Oh, <laughs> It's glorious compared to Team Knight Rider. True, true. Oh, Come on so now. I'll, I'll give you that. that. We, I, I know I'm we based on that last week. So I'm so yeah. bummed I missed that. I had a lot of great trivia for Knight Rider. Darn it. <laughs> um, let's see what else we got going on. Over I, there. Uh, I know you've got Off the Cuff. And yeah, Off got... the Cuff is the video game show. Uh, Pixels in the Animation is the video game cartoon show with myself and TV's Mr. Neil. We're about to enter the Captain and the Game Master era. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, anything's better than Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Yeah, uh, that that got tiresome, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else do we have going on over there? I, just a bunch of stuff, a bunch of cool stuff. We've got several things planned for this year, for the five-year anniversary. Um, over on GeekCast Radio, the flagship podcast, we've got three topics coming up. One is... 2015, the year Hollywood exploded because it seems like everywhere I everywhere I saw last year and now coming into 2014, it's all about 2015 and all the franchises that are going to have films or games or comics or this or that or whatever. Um, we will also be doing an episode on Geekcast Radio called "Entertaining Paparazzi." What that's going to be is pretty much. Um, it's going to be a discussion on how news has progressed since I was a kid in the 80s. Because news as a kid in the 80s was either your local news or uh, Dan Rather or Peter Jennings or I forget what the other guy's name was. Um, yeah. Tom Brokaw. There it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one of those three guys doing the nightly news or whatever the hell the different networks call it, you know, ABC World News or whatever else, or 60 Minutes, how that was news. And then now today, celebrities' personal lives are news. TMZ. This, yep. inter- yes. this, this evolution of entertainment news, like, I don't. When I. Okay. I know Tom Cruise has kind of lost his mind. Same thing with Mel Gibson. But when mm-hmm. I watch a Mel Gibson movie or when I watch a fairly decent Tom Cruise movie. I don't think about what the guy's no. doing in his damn personal life. I think about exactly. the character he's playing on the screen. Yep. Exactly. And we had yeah. we at we as a as a people at least here in the US, I don't know about around the world, but at least here in the US have this fascination to know 
every single detail about a celebrity's life. Like, I just don't care. We've gone so far as to have reality TV shows about these washed up celebrities, you know, keeping up with the Kardashians. Um, What what was it? The the Hammer Time one with MC Hammer, you know. Yeah, Vanilla Ice, yeah, Yeah. all that. Now, I will say that Vanilla Ice, so, okay, say what you want about about his rapping skills and his rap career, but the fact that... Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I know he went Amish. I, I don't get that term. Oh, but I did yeah. first hear about the Vanilla Ice project where he was basically doing home renos now. Yeah. I, thought, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. It is um, cool. I've seen, I've seen it and it was like, oh, he's actually yeah. got pretty good ideas. This is, yeah. yeah. Um, Very true. He's got skills. Yeah, we've always got something going on over at geekcastradio.com. We've got regular film reviews from Movie Revolt Dan. I do comic written reviews uh, for a lot of the different comics I read. Uh, there, there's always something going on over there. There's, you know, I've, I've said it before. We have something for almost any and every geek. If uh, you know, if <laughs> if if I'm not doing it, or if none of the other core GCRN members are doing it, we have several different. Uh, syndicated partner shows. We have Star Joe's, which is all your 80s properties comics reviewed. We have What's on Joe Mine, which is the, the no- Internet's number one G.I. Joe podcast. We have Mark 42's Hooniverse, which is all about Doctor Who, which I have zero interest in. Ah. Uh. <laughs> zero. <laughs> zero interest. I watched about three episodes per doctor from 2005 to whatever the, I don't know, 2011 or 2012. And I watched three episodes per doctor. And I just, the only British show I've ever loved is faulty towers. The rest of it. Oh, no okay, okay. Well, what about Monty Python? Monty Python. I just, okay. It wasn't, I think I was too young at the time when it was really, really hip. I, I really think that's what it is because yeah. people will make Monty Python references to me and I'm like, oh, oh, I, I just don't find them funny. Yeah. yeah. So, and I get that, especially with watching Monty Python and the Holy Grail, but that's for another podcast. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it. Uh, we'll go ahead and we'll sign off here. I'm not sure. I'll probably pull one of the songs here from uh, the Clerks movie, maybe even that Suicidal Tendencies one that he uh, that Kevin Smith directed. But we'll put some music here, tag it on at the end here. 37. My girlfriend sucked 37 dicks. In a row? 